0: The other person can have to like or scratch hey everybody good afternoon this is David Colhlmeyer the problem solver thank you so much for joining us today weekly podcast of the problem solver every single week having amazing people. Coming on the Problem Solver Show discussing how we're going to solve problems in Clark County. Um, we also have a weekly update with uh, information on the Problem Solver app. You can go to the problemsolver.vegas if you want to get any information. I'm always available 24-7, uh, 702-400-7474. Uh, anytime anyone has a problem, I would love to help you out. As a retired police officer of 17 years working in Henderson, Nevada, and New York City, I'm basically available to the community to basically help people with whatever problem they have. I have the right resources, whether it's a realtor, mortgage agent, lawyers, uh, nonprofit leaders, community activists, whatever your problem is, you call me, I will solve the problem. Today, we have an unbelievable guest. Her name is Esmeralda Vieira.
1: Yay, we got it, yes.
0: <laughs> and she is an amazing realtor locally in Las Vegas, Henderson, and off Las Vegas, Clark County, the state.
1: Summerlin, you name it, all of Las Vegas,
0: and she's here today to talk about real estate. Yes. So thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: No, well thank you, David, for the invitation. Um, it's nice to be in different chairs this time, right? It's it's a, uh, it's 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 fun. This is great.
0: Absolutely. So uh, for any of the audience that are listening, because mm-hmm. it's audio and video, basically, Esmeralda is a person that I know for about a year. And I really wanted her to make, I wanted her to become the problem solver for the Spanish El version. En
1: español. Uh-huh.
0: And uh, she has some TV experience, news reporting, field reporting, and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Um, She has an amazing personality as I know her. Thank you. And so today I want to bring on the show to basically talk about all the stuff that you're doing um, for the greater good of mankind uh, locally here for real estate. A lot of people think like, how is a realtor you know, solving problems, but you are actually Creating homes for people,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the truth is, it's an amazing thing because that's where life is, and you, is in your home.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be honest though, I don't build it myself. Okay, I, I I've done it right. I I was I worked in construction. I was an electrician as well. But listen, okay. I, I'm I'm not gonna cross that line anymore.
0: <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of work building the homes. God bless <laughs> yes. the people that build the homes. It's kind of dangerous it's, these days. It's it dangerous.
1: Careful. It's exhausting. Like my parents are still in it, and you know what? I'm I my off to them. I, it's 117 degrees out there and I'm still showing homes and I'm like, oh my God, it's only been 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a workout alone just to probably show homes in general, right? If you had to go out to five, six homes yes. and basically <laughs> 110 degree weather, basically showing homes. You know, it's not an easy job. A lot of people think of being a realtor basically is easy. Like, oh, you just open a door and you show the house, but there's a lot more to it.
1: There's a lot more to it. Yes. And it's not just the weather. It's the traffic. Right. And it's adjusting to people to your client's schedules. Mm-hmm. Right. I've got clients that sometimes are out of work at 8 a.m. And well, we got to we got to go out that same time, you know, the moment they're out of work mm-hmm. um, to accommodate their schedule. But I got to get them back home by a certain time so they can get their eight hours of sleep and be ready for work the next day. So it's, it's it depends on my clients.
0: It's a lot of work. So, um, again, so my goal is basically every single week bringing different people on and solving problems. So, you know, one of the things over, you know, we have about 60 minutes basically to talk about, you know, I want to eventually talk about like first time buyers, if people have bad credit. You know, some people talk about rent to own, lease to own. If that's really legitimate, if it's not, mm-hmm. um, owner will carry, seller financing. Like a lot of strategies. I want to, I want to get your opinion because every realtor is different. And I personally met twenty realtors over the last. I'm here twenty years in February, so everyone has something else to say. So I want to get yes, your insight. <laughs> you know, a little bit. in. But I want to learn a little bit about you. Yeah. Tell me specifically more about you because even though I know you for you, yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of you. So uh-huh. tell me about you, basically, you and your family. Um, how you got to Vegas and so on? Give me, give me, give the audience a little bit of an intro.
1: Well, actually, um, I was born and raised here in Las Vegas, Lo- you know, particularly uh, the North Las Vegas side of town. I lived off like Cary um, and Belmont, which those of you that are Las Vegas natives probably know exactly where I'm talking about. A little bit more of a challenging neighborhood for the time that I grew up there, right? Uh, nonetheless, I graduated with high honors at Rancho High School in class of 2011. Shout out for that um, class. You know, graduated top three percent, full ride scholarship to UNLV. The Um, During my time in Rancho Mm -hmm. High School, I served as the president for the Hispanic Student Union, um, and that's really where the the need and the the spark grew for wanting to help the community and wanting to do more things for, for mi gente. Right. So as president, I encouraged everyone to get involved in their community, whether it be doing volunteer hours at community centers, um, whether it was putting meals together for Thanksgiving, you know, for families, underserved <coughs> families. Mm-hmm. Um, I also worked a little bit in politics, a good four or five years. That's not a little bit, actually. It's about four or five years that I worked in politics. Uh, then I went into the legal field, did a little bit of paralegal work. Um, went into the timeshare industry hospitality, which was great. I loved it. I did everything from sales, sales management, sales training, um, and then the pandemic hit, right? So I got laid off from the position that I was in, um, and decided that, you know what, well, I've already have my real estate license. Like this, this is my time to shine. Like there's, if I wanted a kick in the behind, that was it. (laughs) Let's, Mm -hmm. let's jump into real estate. And By the I, way,
0: a lot of people don't know that just to do timesharing, you do need a real estate license, though it's a little bit different, right?
1: So, in the state of Nevada, they they actually do have a timeshare license, but if you have a real estate license already, you don't need to go and get that additional timeshare license. Kind okay. of supersedes the timeshare okay. license. Yeah, and the the opportunity came to me to hey, let's let's go into sales. And so, basically, So you
0: had your real estate license? I did. You didn't have the actual timesharing one?
1: I didn't. I okay. never had the timeshare license. That's I had. Yeah, yeah.
0: Most and, people start the other way, probably.
1: Yes. And here is the big, you know, um, where I was like, oh, do I want to do real estate? Real estate, a lot, you know, old school real estate. We'll talk about that. Old school real estate, it's a lot of phone calls. Let me cold call people. Let me knock on your know, neighbor's doors that people don't that you don't know. Right. But the reality is that real estate has taken it's shifted. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm more of a person that attracts the people in my life and I attract the business. Why? Because I come from a place of love and a place of servitude. And, and like you said, I, I help people find homes. Mm-hmm. So my my heart's telling me to, you know, follow it. And real estate is, is where I'm Changing lives where I'm able to give back to my community more than I ever imagined, right? Because I meet people every single day that are doing great things with their life that I can partner up with, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, hey, what else can we do to better the community? What else can we do to change people's lives? What else can we do to make the home buying process an easier, stress-free, a stress-free one?
0: What, you know, is, you, you mentioned about like growing up in general. What are the most challenging things that you've gone through growing up since you've been here? How many years now total? I,
1: I, I'm I actually 28. So, oh. born and raised here. I lived in Arizona for a year. Okay. Um, I was transferred out for a timeshare trainer position okay. in Sedona, Arizona. Are you familiar with Sedona? Yeah. Yeah, beautiful place. But I was 24. Mm-hmm. And I come from a 24-hour city where, hey, it's 1130. I'm hungry. I'm going to drive down to the Strip or drive down to Chinatown. And the last restaurants out there was 830, last call. I'm like, oh, Oh uh, no, <laughs> yeah, so it was a little bit of an adjustment, right? So I completed my contract and ran back home. I've got my entire family here: my mom, my sister, my brother, and my now six dogs. <laughs> they don't all live with me, right? It's a handful of them, but got uh, You're uh, a dog train
0: on the side. <laughs> they're really... real estate th- and dog training.
1: Real estate and dog. I'm your girl for really, either one of those. They do.
0: <laughs> I think you should like for every home that basically you sell, you get a free dog.
1: You know what? So that might be a good get one idea. One of your dogs up, and
0: then you get like a good new dog.
1: Oh, you know, I would love to do something like that. But then people are probably gonna be scared. Like I don't I don't want them new. I like you <laughs> know, I
0: like I like when you offer free services, you yeah. know? <laughs> like at sticky Paw studio located. Like, They're always offering free services here. I'll say, Hey, hey come
1: buy a house for me. Um, I'm gonna throw in a dog or a cat or a hamster or but I'm more of a dog person, I'm okay. gonna be honest with you. <laughs>
0: So, were you did you go through any major challenges growing up? I mean, culturally, background, family—like, was it was it tough growing up in Vegas? I mean, we—I mean, every area is different. I always say that there's uh, some people say like Vegas is a bad place, but that. And the sin city, but there's sin in every city, right? We could find sin. Just right? like
1: crime is anywhere, Got, mm-hmm. right? It, it can hit you anywhere, right? So, and just like car accidents, you know, it's something kind of down your lane, right? You can get hit anywhere. You can be as safe of a driver as you can be, but that doesn't mean that the person behind you is being safe, okay. right? Um, some of the challenge though, challenges though, growing up. You know, it, it was a very underserved community. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but my parents were very strict from the very beginning. You go to school, you come home, you do your homework and you go to bed. Right. So it was a very routine life. On um, our summer breaks, our parents would either. And I don't mean they would either send us to Mexico with our family in Mexico. Right. Where one side of my family were business owners. They had a bakery and we ran it. Right. We were 11, 10 because we went every other year. So we started when I was seven, I was nine, I was 11 and 13, and then finally I started working and it was a little bit more challenging to make the time to go out there. But at the end of the day, like we ran businesses at that young age, right? And then the other side of my family, my dad's side of the family, we were raised on a ranch. So 4 a.m. rolls around and you're up and you're out milking cows and you're out looking for eggs and you're feeding the pigs and you're taking the sheep out. So I got the best of both worlds, right? The summers that we were here, we were out working construction with my parents, right? And I remember one or two incidents, uh, but at the end of the day, it makes it's made me the woman that I am today. Like, I you needed something hung? Hey, I got it, right? That's uh, great. So, mm-hmm.
0: So, basically, how was it in uh, high school? How were you in high school in general? I know that you were involved in a lot of different things. Tell us in, d- in detail. High school hard, easy. You were part of these different groups. I mean, mm-hmm. you definitely seemed like more of a leader that you were doing things especially within the Hispanic community right
1: yeah so in high school is when I really stepped into the light as far as I can do more I can do more than just for myself
0: where did that come from where did that what is that is did you see in the family like with me my brother's nine years older so I kind of saw him being on like on the local news he was a a, a stockbroker at the age of 19 I was wow. 10 nine years older so mm-hmm. where would you get that from is it just because there's a book even you you can't teach hungry where do you get it from where's the passion lie in regards to succeeding
1: I think it's goes back to my parents, okay. right? So my parents you know, migrated into this country without knowing all the answers, mm-hmm. right? But they jumped in. They went for it, right? Without knowing if they're going to get to see their parents ever again, without even knowing if they're going to make it alive, right? So they migrated into this country to give me a better future. Mm-hmm. And so who am I to sit here and say, oh, I'm going to just chill out and you know I've got a good job I've got an eight to five it pays my bills I got health and I'm good right which for some of us that might be great but I sit there and I think well my parents came into this country to give me opportunities I wouldn't have had in their hometown Mm -hmm. so why not maximize those opportunities and why not be the light for others to see and to realize like oh god if she's doing it like I can do it too right so being first generation Mexican-American for me it's it's something that allows me to be to shine brighter. Mm-hmm. Right. It gives me more fuel to keep going that. And, you know, I'm the oldest of three. So when my parents were both out working, well, I had to step into that leadership role. Hey, did you eat? Hey, did you get your homework done? Hey, go, it's time to go to bed. Right. And so those are the things that like help me shape, help shape me into the woman that I am today. But at the end of the day, it's okay. How can I multiply myself now mm-hmm. to maximize the impact that I have in in the community and that's by being a leader, right? So in Rancho is, you know, my, my freshman year, my sophomore year, I was really quiet, kind of kept to myself, um, coming from middle school where I, I played in the band. I was, uh, I played in the pep band as well. Um, I played in the mariachi. So I was really, you did it all. I did it all. You're like a one, <laughs> so a one shop. I got, I got it all. Right. Um, and then it was really my junior year that I started getting involved in the community when I, I joined Rancho high school, um, who, um, councilman, Isaac Barone, over in the city of North Las Vegas, mm-hmm. he was the advisor for that club. Um, so my junior year, I really started getting involved with them. That's where I noticed, like, oh, my God, this is it's really rewarding to be able to change people's lives and put a smile on people's faces and help someone. Right. And then my senior year, I decided to run for president and and I got elected. Right. And during that senior year, I got to see so many things you know, evolve right in front of my eyes. Whether it was a shy, timid girl that's a junior that is like terrified of, oh my God, how am I gonna pay for college and letting her know, hey, there are scholarships out there. Hey, I can help you with the scholarship application. I'm learning myself, but we're gonna figure this out together, right? that's where that hunger came from for change for opening doors for others behind me and it's always about having that conversation about who am i bringing up with me right because i'm not going to change the world by myself i need people around me that absolutely. are together we're going to be you know we're working
0: gonna... together as a team too
1: absolutely and
0: they always say it, by hanging around with people that basically are positive like yourself like minded. yes you know basically going to rise together if you're hanging out with people basically not doing much or they're doing drugs whatever absolutely. you're not going to amount to much so i mean the keys so, so a lot of the people that you were hanging out with during the time
1: during high school were positive people they were they were people that saw potential in me right people such as yourself right you talk about wanting me to you know co-host in spanish listen i love it because at the end of the day it just lets me know hey i've got more potential i can tap into right so the people that i i still surround myself with i attract into my life because i'm i'm working and i'm thinking at such an elevated level of gratitude of love and, and passion for what I do. So those are the people that I'm attracting into my life. And that's the people that I want to surround myself with. You got a negative Nancy every now and then. Listen, I'll sit down and I'll give you a pep talk. But at the end of the day, we're cutting it out after this pep talk.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically you have to cut out the negative people in general. Yeah. You know, it's interesting over the weekend, as you know, I do real estate investing on you the do. side. I went to a real estate class uh, for three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of last week.
1: Oh, how but fun. Was, but it
0: was interesting because... They always say, which in some regards, you know, that if you're an immigrant and you come to this country, like you don't know any better. You only know that it's American that you could succeed. Yeah. And people that are immigrants, like they, there's no negative stuff that's out there that they basically can go out and basically do whatever they want. If you want to buy a home <laughs> and so on. Like, how hard is it in like Mexico to go buy a house?
1: You know, Mexico is not. I, I haven't done real estate in Mexico. I'll tell you that. I'll supposedly, be it's very difficult
0: to buy. Like, you can't just go get a house with no money down. <laughs> or 3.5% down, or... No, so, so fin- right?
1: financing is a lot different here in the United States. I'll tell you that right off but the bat. But it's got to be better, right? <laughs> here in the U.S., Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Mexico, it's different, right? Um, Mexico... We go through different steps. We have title companies. Right. And title companies go through and verify the property is actually owned by the person that's claiming that they own the property. Mm -hmm. So we have different steps that we take precautionary steps to avoid those sorts of family feuds per se. Right. So we're just I think it's more of a lack of information. Right. That we have access to here. Does that make sense? Yeah. But you talked about, you know, I want to go back a little bit. You talked about immigrants in this country and how can they, pur- you know, how they how they're purchasing real estate, right? So, a lot of the times people think, "Oh, I have an ITIN number. I need 20% down." Well, I'm here to tell you no you don't. I've got lenders that can qualify you with an ITIN with as little as 2 to 3% down. So, why wouldn't you try and purchase a home and build your own equity and have a legacy that you're going to build? To leave for your kids, your grandkids, great grandkids. Like th- at the end of the day, that's what we migrate into this country for.
0: No, absolutely. I, I think the key is education. A lot of people are not educated. A lot of the home mm-hmm. buyers. I know that you 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 do also some of these uh, new home buyer like seminars and mm-hmm. educate people a lot, especially. On your um, social network and my uh, social
1: media, absolutely, social media it's like yeah. and like I think
0: the important thing is to really educate people. Today, actually, I was over at uh, Vegas PBS talking about the Problem Solver Show and maybe going on air. As Vegas PBS has a real show, and uh, I started talking about United Way two one one, which is a referral, and it's been around for fifteen years. The woman who basically does all the community, she didn't even know about two one one United Way. Wow! And basically, a lot of people don't. It basically it's a referral service, just like nine one ones for police or three one one on emergency. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do not know what programs, and plus the programs change. Right,
1: they do, they do right. So
0: people that are from another country that come here, they need what you saying
1: So they either they can purchase them. They have they can purchase using an I ten, right? Okay. That's option one. Option two is purchasing cash, right? Cash is king, mm-hmm. and this you know it's cash is king. We can do closings in as little as two to five days. So let's
0: recap. So I what is it again? I an I ten I ten, which mm-hmm. is what it's uh for immigration wise, it's
1: it's. Uh, it's an uh. God, I can't remember. Like the like name. Like it's like an like a tax ID number.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. do most people have the tax ID number? Because I don't even know myself. Like, if you have a ten-year visa, they have a tax ID number, right?
1: You know that I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to speak okay. on that because I'm. I'm not a, an attorney on Got legal terms. So, so I, the bottom I'm line
0: sure. is there. There, we have to educate basically people exactly. that are from another country, mm-hmm. whether or not they can qualify depending mm-hmm. upon their immigration status, mm-hmm. and if it's them or maybe another family member, maybe different, right? Yeah, because a lot of people can buy from. Other countries, it's not so easy just to go buy a home, but mm-hmm. it seems here in America, basically, it's a lot easier. Which thank God that it's like that, you know, for people. So immigrants, people that come to this country, you got to get someone like with you and basically talk with a mortgage agent to basically see what you can qualify for and what. Sometimes it's different strategies, right? Because the husband or the wife, maybe the wife can qualify, maybe the husband can't because of the status. Right? They have to wait a certain period of time that they're in America and stuff.
1: And that's where having a good lender that knows their craft mm-hmm. is important. Right. I do my job as a realtor. I negotiate on your behalf. I submit offers on your behalf. I make sure the deal is going through smoothly. I'm there at inspections, appraisals. I'm there every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But I can't do my job if I don't have a good, strong, lender on my side, Mm -hmm. right? They're really the ones that are working the numbers. They're the ones that are making sure that we've got employment verifications. We've got, um, uh, credit checks, they, they're they the ones that go through and do real the nitty-gritty work. Is it nitty-gritty work? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can't do my job without a good lender by my side, right? So that's always going to be the first step, and that's what I always promote on my on my social media is, hey, listen, call me, right? I have a handful of lenders that can qualify you, whether you've got 600, 500 credit score, an ITIN number. Like, we've got solutions. For what you, for your situation.
0: So bottom line is, you got to call Esme in regards to absolutely. sitting down. Do you go sometimes with the lender and with the client as well together? I do. Okay. Absolutely. So that's rare. A lot of a lot of a lot of don't agents do
1: don't right. Because you but really
0: I'm, care, you're really trying to help them, so absolutely. you want to basically walk them through it. And since they know you, the relationship with you basically. They feel better probably going with you to a lender exactly. as well, just to sit down and talk.
1: And, and here's the thing, too. Sometimes there's a bit of a language barrier, mm-hmm. right? So I want to make sure that the lender that I'm working with and with my clients are going to be able to communicate without a problem, right? So if I have someone that's like a brand new, hey, I know nothing about buying a house, mm-hmm. I want to be at that consultation because I want to be asking questions on their behalf to better prepare them for what's coming right for the process of purchasing a home. I want to make sure that my lender is doing their job as well as far as hey, is this the best rate we can get? Hey, can we get any lenders credits? Hey, can can what else can we do with them, right? We need to find solutions and solutions are found together. So, I'm there every every step of the way. It takes you 6 months to pro, to uh, qualify for a home. Uh, I'm going to be calling you every month, <laughs> right? Because I want to make sure that you know that we're we're in this together.
0: You know it's interesting because even I think because you've been a realtor for a bit, that basically that sometimes we'll also desensitize with the words like when you say like lenders credit, like people don't even understand they don't what understand means, it and then I think that you have to like you know it's not the not that people are dumb but we want to dumb it down a little bit like because basically simplify right? it the word simplify yeah you want to simplify because basically what it comes down to is that there's different strategies that you could use, right? Like Absolutely. you can do a home right? like no money down where if the if the seller basically is giving money back. You know, at closing close, right? Like, how does that work?
1: There is. Um, yeah. Sellers are able to do what we call seller's credits. I mm-hmm. can also do credits as well. The okay. lenders can do credits as well. Title companies can as well. It, if It actually just happened to me this morning, okay. right? My client, first time homebuyers. This is their first home ever. They've been renting for the last five years, have been married. And literally these guys, I kid you not, David, they have been working double shifts. They work a graveyard and they are up and they are... I can't tell you how happy I was when I, when, when we finally got our offer accepted, these guys were short on cash, right? They were short on cash for the down payment. So my lender calls me and says, Hey, listen, I'm able to kick in this, this sort of discount. The title company is going to do this, but we're this short. Can you do that? Mm -hmm. And so at that point, it's like, okay, we're this far. And I want these people to have their home because at the end of the day, they're, they're, They deserve to stop paying rent. They deserve the opportunity to start building their own wealth. They deserve that chance at home ownership. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to stand in the way of it. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get them that house. So sure enough, you know what? Okay, what is it? X amount. Perfect. We'll do it.
0: So the bottom line is you're helping people one way or the other, whether you're working with the mortgage agent, whether it's a title company, whether it's you yourself kicking in, basically you trying to make things happen for absolutely. people in general. Absolutely. Which is they ama- put in the amazing. work.
1: Yeah. No, they put in the work.
0: Because in the long run, they're going to refer you to other people as well, you know, because they know of your character and your loyalty My to My level
1: of service. Yeah. absolutely Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: So let me ask you a question. I know that you have some different habits. You know, positive people, you know, basically successful people always have different positive and daily habits, like a kind of a routine in the morning.
1: Yes, sir. Actually,
0: recently I, I heard a realtor basically, uh, not a realtor, um, a lawyer, uh-huh. a pro injury lawyer, basically plays a certain song every single morning. to guess gets him. I have the excited. tiger.
1: It's another song. I don't.
0: I don't <laughs> know the song, but I just recently heard about it. I think it's on his uh, commercial. Is oh. there? What is your basically your morning routine? Your daily habits? Is there a song that you listen to in the morning to pump you up? Because you work long hours. I see that you're working into the night. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your morning routine. What? what be, also, what inspires you? Well, who inspires you?
1: Who inspires me? Okay, so we'll talk. We'll talk about my morning routine. Right. Yeah. Um, my morning routine starts a day before. Mm-hmm. Right, I have my phone on do not disturb by 9.30. You're
0: working on China time, you're like all right, it's, it's 3 a.m. in China, so I'm up. I'm a,
1: yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so my phone goes on do not disturb right around 9 30, because the goal is to be in bed by, by 10 30, so I can be up by 4.30. right? 4 30 a.m. A.m. 4 30 a.m. So totally. that's why I say it starts the day before, so you're not on
0: the farm anymore. No, you can sleep till six. <laughs> I know, I do that,
1: <laughs> I know, but there's still work to be done, okay, right? So
0: you wake up 4.30 every day, Monday. Friday? I wake
1: up, Monday sometimes on the weekends too like this weekend i am because i got plenty of work to do right okay. very blessed to be have the opportunity to help all these families so i'm up like i'm up there's work to do right so wait, I'm you up should come
0: over 4 30 to my house with the three kids and a, a <laughs> take care of them before you start your okay oh, up at three a.m.
1: disclaimer i don't have a, i don't have a husband that i need to like wake so up for I, I don't have kids so you know what 4 30 is good for me it works for me i'm ready to go got it right um and then i hit the gym Okay. Right, I hit the gym, Great. and during the time at the gym, I'm listening to music that's pumping me up. Whether it's either the Tiger, whether it's um, you know, Jay Brown, some something to keep me pumped up at the gym. Mm-hmm. Right, I go home. Are and there people
0: at the gym at four thirty? No, you in the, in the,
1: it's my favorite time guy. to go. It,
0: it's very few people there, right? It,
1: oh my God. It, there is, like, the Smith machine is open, and that's usually not open around 839, because I've slept in sometimes. I'm not perfect, right? But there are days that I do sleep in, and I'm like, oh, God, I should have gotten up at 30. because this is it's slammed. Like, I can't even do squats here. Like, I can't.
0: So you go to the gym, you work out, you get pumped up, you're motivated. Mm,
1: I'm motivated. And what I go time, back home.
0: What time are we at now?
1: At this time, it's about 515. I get back home about 630. Okay. Um 6:30 rolls around, I'm back at home and I'm either making my breakfast or getting ready for the day and I have mute like uh, motivational speeches playing on YouTube. And i on full blast. I'm sure my neighbors hate me. But at the end of the day, listen, it's, it's what's working for me. So I'm listening to whether it's Tony Robbins, whether it's Les Brown, whether it's affirmations uh, on repetition. Right. Because at the end of the day, you are what you listen to. Right. You are what you think about and you think about what you bring. You bring about what you think about. So I'm I'm always at this high elevation of. I, you know, I, I am abundant. I attract the right people in my life. I attract love. I attract positivity. And that's the people that surrounds me. Right. So that's how I get my head straight. All right. It's business mode now.
0: It's interesting because they don't teach it in school, you know, and I always think like self-improvement. Like I've been through a lot of seminars myself Mm -hmm. or PSI, I've been through Tony Robbins. Um, I saw um, Christopher Reeve when he, when he was injured in the wheelchair after his accident when Mm -hmm. he was alive uh, in New York City, Madison Square Garden. So a lot of different people. So I've I've motivated myself. I don't know where it really comes from. Like I said, maybe my brother. um, But basically, it's amazing that you do that. I mean, think about if everyone really did that. I mean, first of all, waking up before 30 is is one thing (laughs) on the whole. But even affirmations, being positive, listening to, you know. yeah, um, Especially in the car, right? They say it's a lot of wasted time when you're driving, right? Listening to this stuff is important. I used to do a lot more of it.
1: Mm -hmm. I guess these
0: days I'm just on the phone constantly. Um, And
1: and being on the phone is okay too, right? There are times that I'm on the phone, you know. You should make
0: time. I do believe... In self improvement, reading like a book a month, yeah, you know, stuff like that. I mean, so part of my
1: morning routine is reading ten pages in the morning and ten awesome. pages in, in the evening. Now, I'll be honest; I, I sometimes will try and take a shortcut. I'm I'm just going to sit here and read twenty pages right now in the morning, right? I go to the office, I read my my twenty or ten pages depending upon the mood, mm-hmm. right? If I've got plenty of work to do, but I always, always, always make sure I do my affirmations okay. every morning.
0: It's great; it's amazing
1: affirmations every morning. Do you do
0: it in front of a mirror? No, Some people talk about doing it in front of a mirror. No,
1: I. Uh, put in my AirPods,
0: Okay.
1: put some, you know, high uh, frequency music and I just write my affirmations 25 times every single morning. 25 times.
0: Is the one you want to share?
1: It's uh, my goal. You know, it, it's my goal. Got it. Right. So I enjoy receiving X amount of money and I enjoy receiving X amount of listings, X amount of buyers. Got it. Right. Because I speak as if I already have it. Okay. Right. Because your subconscious mind doesn't know when you're lying and when you're not. It doesn't know how to take a joke. So I'm. I enjoy receiving X amount of money. I enjoy receiving X amount of money, right? And it happens. It's, 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 I'm not crazy, I promise. No,
0: I think <laughs> it's, a, I mean, I've been through tons of seminars. It's the totality of the situation. I mean, you're putting yourself in a positive situation.
1: Absolutely. And, <sighs> and here's the thing too, David. I want to point this out too. Even if someone cuts me off at the end, you know, because it happens, right? We go back to, I can be as safe as a driver, but at the end of the day, people aren't as, as, as safe as I am, right? Um, if someone cuts me off in the freeway, or if someone cuts me off at, at a light or they're honking at me, okay, you know what? You're probably having a rough day, but I don't let it affect me because I'm so focused and I'm so dialed in. Like, I got things to do. I'm not going to let this little person, right, who's having a terrible day that all they want to do is they want to ruin someone else's day. <laughs> well, guess what? You're not, mm-hmm. right? You're not because I know I've got a vision in mind. I know what I'm doing. I know my purpose. And I'm not going to let little things like that bother me
0: it's funny My i laugh because my dad you know 77 he's in the car even when i was a police officer he did some ride-alongs That if someone was driving a certain way like you can't pull over every single car and then if you <laughs> basically you're driving he's like look at that guy look at that drive i like you know why'd you let, he cut you off like just you have to have composure it's you not, know it, just you can't and, let yeah. it bother you and these days the truth in vegas a lot of people have guns and, and records yes. <laughs> and when you start getting into this you know road rage basically situation mm-hmm. it's not good someone mm-hmm. pulls out a gun on you so just it's just not worth it. in the long long run I agree with you, but a lot of people have that issue out here with road rage in general, but you got to be positive. It's got to be a mental state, you know, basically do all the positive things that you do, which is amazing. I'll
1: tell you what too, David, when I don't wake up at 430, I'm rushed. I'm rushed Mm -hmm. and I feel like cutting people off, right? But at the end of the day, it's my fault that I'm I'm running late. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take responsibility and I'm not going to sit there and try and spread the fact that i'm a little bit moody because i'm running late mm-hmm. it, it's not going to affect me it's not, I, i'm not going to let my emotions affect anyone else around me right so just focus laser. absolutely mm-hmm.
0: so who's your inspiration who inspires you to do these amazing things every day. (laughs) I mean, basically, it's about, and I want to share with you, because you mentioned money. Some people could say, oh, like, it's just about money. It's about really succeeding. Like, even with myself in general, it's never really been fully about the money. It's It's more about success and feeling that, you Mm -hmm. know, for entrepreneurs, right? It's all about feeling success and that you succeeded and that you accomplished something. To me, that's the biggest high is... It's like wow i accomplished something or did something of course the money helps the situation mm-hmm. to buy some certain things in the long run as we know you know relationships are more important than money correct but we still need money to basically pay for you know basic right house and food and supplies mm-hmm. and clothing and stuff like that so here's the thing what though, inspires who inspires you where does it come we'll, from? we'll get to that okay. right
1: <laughs> here's the thing right we talk about being rich right mm-hmm. and being rich has is much more than just having x amount of money in the bank Right. Being rich is having good, healthy relationships. Being rich is having good business. Being rich is having good clients. Being rich is being fulfilled with love and with experiences and memories. Right. So I feel I'm rich. I've got plenty of good people in my life. I feel I'm rich because of the vacations I've been able to take. I feel I'm rich because of the things that I've been able to expose my family to. That's what makes me rich, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just the money. And the money helps, right? The money helps. I take my mom on vacation. Why? Because the money helps. The money allows me to do that, right? But the money also allows me to go back into my community and give back. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Thanksgiving baskets, whether it's <laughs> Christmas gifts for the kids, whether it's, um, you know, meals on wheels. I've done a little bit of that too. Whether it's gathering toys, food, meal for dogs, for pets, right? There's money is going to, we need it as mm-hmm. well to mm-hmm. function and to be able to give back and give and make a bigger impact.
0: So I mentioned the inspiration, so you want... <laughs> going there, back to the inspiration. Going back to the inspiration. Anyone specific that inspires you? Can I say two people? Yeah, of course. No, only one. No, only two. one? No, two people.
1: You know what? I'm going to go with one.
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to go with one. Uh, I'm going to say it's my younger sister. Okay. My younger sister. She um, Currently, she's a lead veterinary technician over at West Russell Animal Hospital. And the work she does, it just... It inspires me to, to keep waking up. And if she can do something, if she can do the job she's doing, I'm, I'm good. How old is she? <laughs> she's 26. Okay. She's 26. And, you know, this this woman, she's just, she's so.
0: Passionate about helping yes, animals and stuff? yeah. And
1: Does she want to
0: be a veterinarian? Or?
1: You know, she doesn't. She doesn't. Um,
0: so what is she a veterinarian tech?
1: Uh, she's a uh, veterinary assistant.
0: Assistant, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she's a veterinary assistant. She's a lead right now, um, so she's the one responsible for scheduling days off, this and that. Someone called in sick. Oh well, she has to go in on her day off to fill, you know, to fill in that shift.
0: But so she's deeply involved with it. She with the, is. She's career. got a
1: huge heart, huge heart, and and that goes back, I guess, to when we lived on the ranch in Mexico. Right, mm-hmm. like we were out there milking cows, uh, associating with all these animals. But she just has such a big heart for these creatures that. Sometimes people don't know how to take care of, right? And, um, you know, some of the stories I hear, it's heart-wrenching. But that woman wakes up every morning and gets her ass to Forgive my friend. Can we curse on here? It's French. Okay. It's French. Okay. Um, She wakes up and she gets herself to that hospital to help those animals in need, to help those families that are crying and pleading, like, please help my pet. Please help my pet. Mm -hmm. And she just keeps going. And even though, you know, our life hasn't been easy, we didn't, you know, we didn't have it easy growing up, but she had us there to support her. And that's also where it goes back to. It's about who you surround yourself with and who you have in your corner. That's going to help you get through.
0: So let's just jump into the real estate market right now. Like I would like to know more in your insight, um, basically what your thoughts are, what's going on with real estate. I mean, it seems like a crazy time right now. You know, whether you're a Biden supporter or not, you know, gas going up, inflation, you know, (laughs) you have different realtors, you know, like on social media talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. And so I guess my question is, like, what in your eyes, what's going on with this market? Like, what's the story?
1: Um, And and so here, I'll tell you this. Right. So (laughs) the market's still hot. And the thing is, that I hear a lot of people. And one of my things is I want to inform people. I want to educate people. Mm -hmm. So the crash happened. Do You know when the crash happened? Yeah.
0: 2009. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you know why it happened, though?
0: I believe basically because the, they were just giving out so much money,
1: the lending practices right? Yeah, so it was lending practices, mm-hmm. right? Anything that was living and breathing, hey, listen, oh, you need a house? Let me give you $300,000. Go buy your house, right? today in day, Today's day and age, they have to go through extensive... Credit checks, mm-hmm. employment verifications, bank statements, like they go through their process. There's a reason escrows can take 30 days, right? Because they have to go through every single step and checkmark everything, mm-hmm. right? Right now, the market is an issue of supply and demand. And basic economics tells you is there's no supply. Demand goes high. You know, demand is, is up here. Prices are going to keep going up here, Right. And the thing that people need to keep in mind, too, is real estate depreciates every single year, right? But with home prices, I, I personally don't think that we're going to see a, a crash. I don't think so. Because
0: everyone's like, oh, i got to wait for the crash. I can't no. buy. i got to wait for the crash.
1: Okay. And let me ask you this, though, David. So let's say you're one of the people that went, oh, I'm going to wait for the crash. What if the crash doesn't happen and interest rates go up 1%?
0: Well, it's funny, I remember, so I'm here 20 years this fe- coming up this February, and I remember when I was a police officer, there was a sergeant, was like, you gotta go buy a home, you gotta buy a home, you know, and that was when the market was high. And I didn't buy, and I felt kind of a little bit of a shame that I didn't buy a home, because the other police officers, I was single at the time, wasn't married, no kids. I was kind of, uh, I kind of was a little bit jealous of the other police officers you know basically <laughs> that they have a home and mm-hmm. i'm still renting though even though i felt i was living in paradise compared to you know being in new york city where things were much more expensive uh-huh but i guess when the when it crashed it was a good time because basically that's when i bought my first home in 2009 mm-hmm. and it's a good thing i waited the home i originally was 360 mm-hmm. i got it for 260 i was like wow i saved a hundred thousand dollars and what made me a little bit upset was that I guess previous maybe five, seven, eight years back, someone bought that home for one hundred and sixty. <laughs> you know, so I was at least I felt like I was in the middle. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't spend three hundred and sixty, but I'm not at the one hundred and sixty. Mm-hmm. I'm at two hundred and sixty. And then when the crash took place, I actually went back to the one hundred and sixty. I'm like, oh my god, you know, I lost a hundred thousand dollars on paper, right? Mm-hmm. And now it was funny. It finally got back to the two hundred and sixty, and now it's probably three hundred and sixty, four hundred now, and it's not going higher. Mm-hmm. And that's my first home, which I still have, which is a, which is a rental property. But good for you. But um,
1: here's the thing, right? It's just crazy. The market has seasonality. And (coughs) and the the market right now is going to have a tendency to slow down, Mm -hmm. right? But you as a buyer, with interest rates being as low as they are, When people are kind of chilling back, they're like, "Oh, the holidays are coming. The holiday. No one wants to really be shopping. So why not take initiative now, when interest rates are low? Because come first quarter 2022, when interest rates start to go up, you're not going to be able to afford the same house you can uh, you can afford to buy now, right? It is still a seller's market. I think it's still a seller's market, right? Because we are still competing up against offers. But at the end of the day, it matters who you hire to represent you in a transaction. Right. Because this industry is about relationships. And listen, if I'm going to be working with you, I want to make sure that you have a good impression of who I am and how I work. Right. Because you and I are going to be working together for the next 30 to 45 days until my clients close on their house. Mm -hmm. Right. So it matters who you hire. You want someone that's going to be affirmative. You want someone that's going to be on top of their things. You want someone that has negotiation skills and people skills. This industry is about relationships that you've built. Right, And if you've got an agent that has burnt bridges left and right, do you think people want to work with them?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: No, right? So it matters who you hire in this industry.
0: Especially for the fact that the rates, I guess, you know, it's interesting. So one flyer once instead of home was like 360, mm-hmm. let's just say 400, $400,000. The interest rate is like 2%. And then the home that's $500,000, you know, at f- no $400,000 and the interest rate 6%. Like it's kind of a weird situation when the interest rates lower, you're getting the same home at the same payment even though you owe more money, the interest rate's lower now, so it's the same payment. So it just—it's kind of interesting times of.
1: So the interest rate, yeah. right? So the lower the interest rate, the more home you can afford, right? Because with a lower interest rate, right now you can afford a three hundred thousand dollars house, but when interest rates go up one percent, you're gonna have to bump your price point down to eighty to seventy five. And I'll tell you what—that that price point is—it's it, it, it's harder to find that home, right? Yeah, I mean. A lot of buyers are in that price point, right? So it's going to depend on what exactly you're looking for and what price point you're going to be in. But it really does come back to the agent that you have working for you.
0: Absolutely. Can you explain how, like with FHA financing, like people say now, like come January 1, FHA basically, that it's going to be a larger value. Like you can get more of a home with FHA financing. Mm -hmm. And then January 1, like everyone's going to go out and stop buying homes because now you can buy more of a home because the federal government basically is allowing, I don't even know what the, what the numbers are. Let's just say it's 356000 mm-hmm. to get an FHA home, like low money down. And then come January 1, it's going to be like 425000 So people January 1 are going to basically go out and go buy more homes. And it'll be even hotter because basically they can get more home. Because right now, right, if you look up homes up to like, let's say three sixty-five, there's very few. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So if
0: FHA limits basically change then basically you can buy more of a home. What's, can you explain that a little bit?
1: So I'm not a lender, right? And so I don't want to misspeak on, on, on that. I will say FHA limits have gone up, mm-hmm. right? So what that means is you can buy more house now okay. with an FHA loan. Um, now with people, t- you, you t- you're you talking about, oh, more people want to buy come January 1st. Well, more people are going to want to buy, yeah, because after the holidays, oh, we're done spending all this money on these gifts. Now we can buy a house, right? But do you realize, like what are your priorities then? Do you, do you want to seriously sit there and give your kit, you know, give all these thousands of dollars in gifts? Or do you rather save it to buy a house, you know, with your down payment for it, yeah, you yeah. know, for your down payment? Then comes tax season, right? People are waiting for tax season as well. So if you already have the money now, when there's not a lot of people on the market, why not start shopping now? Mm-hmm. Who cares if you close the day before Thanksgiving? You're still going to, like... At the end of the day, you're getting a home, you're building your equity, you're building your legacy. You're not paying someone else's mortgage.
0: So, like, why is it bad to have a rental? Like, some people, say, I love renting, and is the best. Like, what are your thoughts about renting?
1: Renting works for some people, right? It works for some people. Mm-hmm. Owning is also not for everybody, right? I I personally am going to be a huge advocate for owning, Mm-hmm. Right. I understand that there are certain conditions or certain situations that you probably can't buy just yet. Right. In which case, I will gladly help get you into a rental. But I want to make sure that we've exhausted our options as far as buying. Right. Because I rather have you building your equity and building your wealth than someone else's wealth.
0: What does it mean when people say like generation wealth with real estate?
1: Generational wealth. Real est- uh, so when you own a home, you mm-hmm. own it. Free and clear. You know, once you're done paying it, you want a free and clear. Okay. So it's something you can pass on to your kids or it's something you can pull the equity out, go buy a second home, have first home as a rental. And now you have a bigger home for the entire family. And then when the kids graduate high school or college, oh, here's a house for you. That's what we call generational wealth. Right. It's setting the example of, hey, if I can do it, you can do it, too. Right. And that's how people start building wealth using real estate equity. Using learning how to use their equity, learning how to you know purchase properties, distressed properties, properties that they can rent out. Right at the end of the day, if your mortgage, let's let's say for example you buy a a, a condo an apartment for a hundred thousand dollars, right? Your mortgage on that could be eight hundred bucks. You can rent it for fifteen hundred. Like you're making seven hundred dollars off of it. Mm-hmm. So like that's what we talk about when we think about generational wealth. It's that, but it's also the knowledge of hey, don't be scared of the market. Hey, we can become wealthy off real estate. We just learn need to learn how to maneuver it.
0: It's interesting because, like, my parents bought a home, you know, 50 years ago in New York City. It was like 60 grand. They just sold it for like 700 thousand dollars. And of course, I want my parents to live as long as possible. But technically, that money, right, (coughs) would help the next generation. Like, let's say me now. I'm fortunate that I I bought real estate. I moved to Vegas, and things were cheaper. No state tax, no city tax. So I was able to afford a bigger home and then buy real estate. But technically, that right the money basically helps my generation then helps my children. So Uh the truth is you're really benefiting each of your generation of your bloodline by buying real estate, even one piece of real estate. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you bought a second piece of property. It's different if you're an investor and you'd be buying different properties. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. you buy one home, it's a home for you and generational wealth. Imagine if you buy one more home. Even my parents, imagine if they would have bought one more home, which they probably couldn't afford, but if they were renting out or they had (laughs) that mindset or the education education. from from a mortgage agent Mm -hmm. or from a realtor and basically trying to buy one more home, they would have had another $750,000 that when they retired, they would have it in the bank account mm-hmm. and maybe live off of the, whether it's 4% or 5% interest rate, mm-hmm. and they would their lifestyle would be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Not that they have it so hard, but it would be even nicer, the extra money, right? So mm-hmm. people just don't really understand that. I think, again, it comes back to education. That we're fortunate yes. that people get to meet with you, and you have these different Absolutely. lenders and different people mm-hmm. to make basically buying a home an easy to and understand. A, possibility. Mm-hmm. a lot of realtors don't talk the way that you speak about and they don't educate people in general, so they don't understand that. Like, I've never heard anyone realtor say, you need to basically create generational wealth for you and your family. And like I said, I met with 20 realtors when I came out and nobody ever <laughs> said that. They always say, what part of town do you want to live in? Like, I don't know. I've, I haven't been here. Like
1: I want to know the why, mm-hmm. David. I want to know the why, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the reason that I'm going to be out showing homes, right? You're talking to me about, you want to buy this house. Okay, why do you want to buy this house? How many bedrooms do you want But why, right? I want to understand the why behind it because- you, you're learning a little bit about my why, right? It's knowledge, it's it's information, mm-hmm. right? But I want to be able to 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 hit it home with you, to hit a home run, right? Okay, you want this because your kids need to be in a safer neighborhood, okay, great. Listen, my job is to show you what you want, right? You want this because you want to be able to pull out the equity in 10 years so that you can pay for your children's college education, great. You want this because you want to house hack it and you want to buy another house in two years, great. I'm going to help you, and I'm going to also help you find some roommates for it, right? So it's all about what is the bigger picture? What is the purpose behind you wanting to be a a homeowner, right? I, for one, don't want to be paying people's rent, right? But I know for a fact that there are certain situations that we do need to rent, right? People that have filed bankruptcy, they need to rent for a little bit, right? And I'll tell you this right now, too. The rental market is probably even more challenging than buying right now. Even though we do find ourselves going against multiple offers, the rental market, like you've got people that are offering over what they're asking for. So, and and you're thinking about, so with rentals, right, you have a deposit, you have a security deposit, an admin deposit, a key deposit, yeah, an admin fee, all these fees that start to add up.
0: It's probably less to buy your own home, right? Yep. Because there's down
1: payment assistance programs out there, David, Mm -hmm. that they can use. Right. There's down payment assistance. There's gift from fam- gifts from family. Right. There is lender's credits, agent credits, seller's credits. Right. So at the end of the day, it's just it, just talk to a lender.
0: So probably let's just say the average rent is, let's just say, twelve hundred dollars. Let's uh-huh. say I know it's going up. So first month, twelve hundred
1: mm-hmm. deposit Twelve hundred.
0: Maybe an key, admin fee, key like fee, like a couple
1: hundred. I've seen got a couple dog, hundred. It
0: could be three to five hundred. Another, right? uh huh. So basically, you could be at between three to five thousand just to rent a place. Yes. And technically, you can go buy a place with a like down payment yeah. assistant <laughs> program. Which, what's <laughs> the lowest have you seen?
1: That that, that my clients has have had to come, had out, to come, of come out of pocket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this morning, actually, um, but mom was helping. So total out of pocket cost for them was sixty seven hundred. They use a down payment assistance program. 6700
0: And was family helping them pay the 6700?
1: Mom gave them $5000, they came out of pocket 1700.
0: And they're allowed to basically have family gift money gift in order m- to mm-hmm. basically buy. And that's the all
1: home. lenders. Uh, that's that's in the lane of the lenders, got right? It. The lenders have different rules. The bottom line is so. a
0: different strategies that you can use with the lenders. You have to get with the licensed lender basically to figure out what you can do. Absolutely. Whether family can help you, whether money has to be seasoned, whatever uh-huh. it may be.
1: Seasoned? Yeah, that too. When, you know, I've got plenty of people, oh, I got money in my you know, mattress. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like we need to put that money in the bank, right? P- the, They're going to go through their process. They need to verify where is this money coming from, right? So there are certain things that need to be taken, steps that need to be taken to get ready to buy a house. And just because you're talking to a lender today doesn't mean you have to be buying a house the next day, right? There's work that needs to be done and it's okay. Like at the end of the day, everyone has some work that they need to do. But the best part about it is that you get to have a team that's backing you up during this whole process. So why not? Get the answers that you need so that you can take the steps necessary to be ready in a year, six, three months. Like the more information you have, the better prepared you are, and the you know my job is to set you up for success. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm doing.
0: What strategies do you have? Anything specific and different? Like I said before, when you know the twenty years I've been here and investing, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for real estate. What is a strategy? Now every it changes every year. So what would be? <laughs> Your, if you want to share a few strategies, if someone gets with Esme, mm-hmm. what strategies do you do have? You already have the lenders. I have you, great you,
1: lenders. Mm-hmm. You have a
0: relationship with these people. You're going to go with them yes. as well. Anything a little bit unusual or different <laughs> that basically that um, that you do differently than other other people.
1: There's a few things, right? And there's a few things and, and that's part of the services that I bring. I I, I pride myself in the level Top secret
0: of strategies <laughs> with
1: Desmond. <laughs> Not necessarily, but at the end of the day, you know, that's why you hire me to represent you. Got it. Right. I've got connections left and right. I, I have a great... I, I know the industry. I know how to work, right? I know. I'm here for you at the end of the day. I've got clients that text me at 1130. Listen, if I'm still up, I'm still responding at the end of the day, right? Because it's a scary process as Mm -hmm. well, but it's important to know that you've got a good network Mm -hmm. that's going to help ease the the nervousness ease the fear right because i'm more of like okay let's let's work together all right where are we at right
0: so let me give you an example you know every day i get different phone calls as the problem solver people mm-hmm. call me people refer me the number is basically out there you know and then basically so i had a call the other day a guy says he's making like 1200 a month i think it was like social security or a little bit of disability 1200 a month and he started talking to me about hey i want to find a place that i can do like rent to own lease to own and it's interesting because I find certain people know these phrases, rent to own and lease to own. Mm-hmm. For what my knowledge is, it really doesn't help people in the long run. It helps the, the landlord because sometimes they're getting extra money. Most people don't seem to really succeed with this lease to own and rent to own. What are you, what's your thoughts with that? Like I said, he only had 1200 a month. He basically started talking about lease to own. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have much money in general. To me, I was going to refer him basically to a realtor, or mortgage agent, but Actually, a mortgage agent would be first. It's margin. to, to get mm-hmm. him to get qualified. To see but it just didn't seem, by. he seemed pretty confident like, like he can get like a rent to own a lease to own that. And I know there's some different websites that are out there. What are your thoughts about this rent to own a lease to own?
1: My thoughts are get everything in writing, get everything in writing. Mm-hmm writing either have an attorney involved writing these contracts a realtor
0: yourself you can handle right i
1: can handle them yes i can so you Uh, can
0: make sure the contract is kosher and correct
1: and that's part of why you hire a real estate agent right they are the ones that are writing the contracts for you they're the the ones that they have to explain the contract to you too right so don't ever feel like oh my god i don't know what i'm signing like your realtor is supposed to be there to answer those questions for you Mm -hmm. right so my consultations i go through every step hey this is where we're at today. There's a roadmap, right? And then tomorrow, this is what we're doing. And once this contract gets accepted, this is the next step, right? So, and, and they get to take that home with them to refer back to, right? Um, but as far as rent to own, lease to own, I'll say this, there's not a lot of them out there. There's not. And not a lot of owners will carry because again, it's a seller's market. So why are they gonna have to do all that, right? Um, I've heard a lot of stories where people get burnt right oh well i've been renting this house from this guy for the last six years and he wants to sell now but he told me he was going to give me the first shot at selling the house you know at buying the house off him and he didn't mm-hmm. is, is is there a contract well well no it was just a. he told me, yeah. Told me right? <laughs> yeah it's a he said she said yeah. situation and it's so like it okay, okay need well
0: contract mm-hmm. it needs to be always documented. In contract. you mm-hmm. should be using a, license a realtor, realtor, like a realtor. Mm-hmm. to make sure that basically you're you're basically getting the real deal.
1: Yeah, another thing too is, you know, I can't stress this enough is get a realtor that is gonna speak your language, right? Um, my first week in the industry, David, and this broke my heart, I, I it really, it, it took me back. I'm like, oh my God, do I really wanna be in this industry? I had a gentleman, a senior, he was 70, I think he told me 73, um, had two houses, one was for sale. And he says, it's been on the market for six weeks, six months, he says, six months and they've been showing the house and it doesn't sell. And mind you, it's in a highly desirable downtown area. And I like, I'm like, okay, so what's the address? So I pull it up. It's not on the market. I tell him, I said, it's your home. I'm sorry, what? He says, yeah, they told me it was on the market. I'm like, your house is not on the market. Oh, well, they've been showing you for the last six six months. My power bill keeps going up, this and that. I'm like, it's not on the market, sir. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. And it's those times where it's like, you know, he was elder. He was Hispanic. Taking and,
0: a or? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I don't know. Somebody was
0: living there. Or? Mm-hmm.
1: And then I try to call the, the agent. Didn't answer. So I'm going to call the broker. Right. So in a way, I'm kind of you already over here. Am I <laughs> And try to solve some problems for people? But always make sure that, you know, you have valued your options with other realtors. Um, you know, we do. I, I do consultation for free I do real estate reviews completely for free as well like you want to know what's happening in your neighborhood give me a call I'll you know I'll put together a report and show you what's happening in your in your in your community
0: What about people with bad credit I think they put their their head in the sand and they think that they're not gonna be able to buy something you mentioned before credit even mm-hmm. up to credit score 500 mm-hmm. what do you do for people that are basically like I don't think I can get a house like you know what do you recommend I know they should call you in general um. <laughs> What's your thoughts about because we have people that work I'm with the credit say- situation or like what do you?
1: I'm gonna first say I'm gonna say, um, <laughs> I don't mean to be. <laughs> are you a lender? Well, no. Okay, so how do you know you're not ready to buy a house? How do you know you can't qualify? Yeah,
0: especially if they didn't speak to a lender.
1: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. Because here's the thing: when you speak to a lender, yes, they're gonna run your credit. Absolutely, they are because they need you to get a snapshot of everything that's going on with your credit right and so the lender is going to tell us hey as me we, we've got this collection that we got to pay off or hey this collection's so old let's not even worry about it because then it's going to pop back up on your credit as something brand new so those are those little things that i'm just like guys like please 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 don't ever assume that you're not ready to buy a house if you haven't already spoken to a lender does that make sense
0: yeah absolutely the bad line is you got to get with the a licensed educational lender mm-hmm. to find out whether you can qualify yeah. or not and not play around and, and put n- your head in the sand mm-hmm. and get with someone positive like yourself yeah. to basically make things happen.
1: And that's the thing too, David. Like I've got I get people that say, oh, well, I spoke to a lender and he told me I'm like six months out. Okay, well, great. I want to be in your corner the next six months. I want to s- check in with you, see how you're doing. How's your credit doing? Did you pay this off? Did you? It's an accountability partner that you're going to have mm-hmm. during this entire transaction. So why not pack yourself with the information arm yourself with the information necessary to get ready to buy a house
0: so i know we're going into the holiday season basically uh we got november we have thanksgiving i can't believe already like november december i don't know where the the year went in Uh general what are your plans (laughs) for the holidays are you doing anything for specifically for any of the communities any events that the problem solver can be a part of and help you with
1: you know, so right now I feel like I'm
0: Santa Claus. Like, what, could <laughs> what can what, what
1: is, can I do? What can I do? You wish, What's or? in my problem
0: solver <laughs> bag? My
1: knapsack. Well, you know, my black knapsack. <laughs> I love that. No, I love that. So right now, I'm currently partnered up with the uh, Rancho High School homeless advocate. Okay. Um, you know, again, never forgetting where I come from. Rancho High School is where I graduated from. They have about a hundred homeless families, and mind you, I didn't know this up until last year when I mm-hmm. when I helped them as well. I didn't know this when I attended you know Rancho. Um, they've got a hundred families that are homeless.
0: Are they homeless where the kids actually go to the school too?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so the, the kids are in school, the kids they're are in homeless school. and mm-hmm. they're living on the street. Or, but they're still
1: going to school. But they're could, still going to school. I couldn't even
0: imagine the day of someone dealing with that. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it just
1: comes to show, David, that those of you that like. But they're still going to school, you know. You, are, you define who you are going to be, mm-hmm. right? And so these students that are homeless, they're still showing up. It's just a matter of showing up and putting in the work right? You got to do the work. You got to do the work. So I'm partnered up with the Rancho High School homeless advocate, uh, Miss Angela. She's actually the registrar over at Rancho High School. Um, and I'm also partnering up with Mr. Uh, Councilman Isaac Barone over at the city of North Las Vegas to feed these 100 families. Now, mind you, not not all of them have any means to cook, right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing 50 Thanksgiving baskets, right? And then 50 $25 gift cards. Um, mm-hmm. So right now um, I've got different classmates. That have been donating mm-hmm. right for the gift cards. Um, I'm also looking for volunteers to help put together these baskets. Uh, so you're yeah. Looking for
0: volunteers and sponsors
1: and sponsors. Got yes, mm-hmm. and this is you know it, it, it's it's never forgetting where you come from and, and, and keeping in mind who are the people that I know that are going to be able to help me maximize the impact.
0: So I'm not sure if you know, but next door, as you know, that we have a few. We invited a few people that know you in yeah. general that are next door. Basically, we have a little private studio to watch this particular. Yes event, and uh, Travis just came in here with an envelope here, Oh, and basically our engineer, lovely engineer, basically uh-huh. gave us basic envelope, but I guess maybe it's someone that you're working with, I think they wanted to donate some money oh. to your good cause, <laughs> but um, so it's GFL Capital Mortgage, who are they?
1: He is, um, Danny Velasquez, he's one of my lenders that I work with, okay. and uh, you know, Danny, he's just, he's so amazing, he's also one of those people that want to help la gente get into homes and avoid all those extra fees associated with buying a home. I, um, so... Uh, he he holds a very special place in my heart. He closed my last deal 12 days early, David. Really? And uh, 12 days early. He calls me up and he says, yo, we're ready to close. I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. No, like we're not ready. <laughs> right? But D- Danny definitely has a very, very special place in my heart. And and I've enjoyed every second of getting to know him. He's he's someone very unique.
0: So it looks like he's supporting you. Basically, says here, Rancho Check Rancho Homeless Advocate. Is okay. that what it is? Rancho Homeless Advocate, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And then basically he's donating $500 towards the big oh cause to help out. <laughs> So there's the check over there Thank from him.
1: You. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much.
0: And that's basically, what is it? It's GFL Capital Mortgage. And they do a lot of the mortgages that you work with?
1: He does. Yes, yes, he does. And he's one of those people, too, that, David, he's there every step of the way. We sit down and we work their credit. And, hey, we got to do this, this, and this. And we put together a timeline and we're there every right. step of the way. So I
0: see they're in Henderson 670 South Green Valley Parkway, Suite 200 Henderson. Uh, what's his phone number if anyone needs a mortgage agent?
1: Um, You know what? Let me go ahead and grab that information so we appreciate for them supporting
0: it so what is it so right now the 500 dollars. what do you think that will support what will that do so
1: if we're doing 25 dollar gift cards that's 200 of uh nope 20 20 of them i can't okay. do math apparently
0: <laughs> so tw- so 20 gift cards
1: yep 500 they're 25 dollar gift cards okay mm-hmm. so that gives me we're <coughs> still we're halfway through our goal of 50
0: so you're trying to get to 50 gift cards in general mm-hmm. so um and then basically these gift cards are going to be given at, what is it, Thanksgiving time?
1: Yeah, around the Thanksgiving holiday. So basically mm-hmm.
0: give them a gift card for food for like Thanksgiving.
1: For food, right? Because half of these families don't have any means to cook anything. So giving them a gift card to like Alberts and Smith's, Walmart, that's going to allow them to go into a store and purchase those non-perishable items. Or, you so know, like
0: ready-made food and stuff in general? Yeah. You know, one person I want to hook you up with, which I had on the, on the problem solver, which is... Um, Project for Humanity Okay, And her name is Shauna Gonzalez And okay. I want you to meet with her Because they also have A location I don't know how difficult With transporting and so on But mm-hmm. if you're looking for She has different places That if you wanted to Actually have a location Where you could have them Come You know, to basically have Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. even if they pick up the food and bring it there. I mean, there's probably different things that can take place, but I'd like for you to meet with her. Mm -hmm. She's been a great resource, and I'm actually always, I've always been involved in helping homeless, actually. When I was a police officer in Henderson, I used to do a lot of community policing, helping Mm -hmm. homeless, getting them uh, homeless voucher programs. And I'm not sure if you know also, which I think you should get involved with this Operation Home. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I'm not, now. So Operation Home, basically, they're trying to get 2,022 people for the new year into homes if you are homeless and basically there's a program. Wow. And basically getting people that basically are on the streets, basically getting them into homes. Because as you know, basically I think throughout the US, you know, there's been a lot of homeless camps, especially in California. Mm -hmm. And basically they are trying to get, so 2022 families will go into homes for a year and i guess they're gonna be case manager to help them basically uh-huh. try to pay the rent after the 12 months in general wow so i think that you should kind of maybe get on the board or do something with that in general because it's helping a lot
1: this is a, this this goes back to what i said david we attract the people that we need in our lives mm-hmm. and 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 i'm always of a person of how can i multiply what i'm doing how can i how can i make a bigger impact in my community and this is it this
0: is it. So, I want to support you because I think you're awesome what you're doing. Because I want to you. support your efforts as the problem solver. Thank I'd you. I like to basically uh, give $250 as a donation. Oh my God, thank I'll you. I'll cut a check and basically, <laughs> so I guess it's 10 yeah, uh, so gift cards
1: so I've got, I need 10 more. That's it. 10, 10 more, more gift cards. Um, maybe but we can shake, plen- shake
0: people down in the
1: We'll store. shake people down. I will do it. As if long as anybody we're being next
0: door wants to bring in $250. Or <laughs> I'm, I need to more guys and say, I got $250. <laughs> or I owe you $250. Anyone you next inside. door,
1: guys, I, I know you're out there. <laughs>
0: so um, let's even have to manifest this.
1: <laughs> well, this is going to walk in inside here. Inside I need $250. $250 more to feed these we're
0: waiting. homeless youth. I don't see anyone at the door.
1: I don't see anyone either.
0: The ghost maybe, of Christmas maybe past. They're,
1: maybe they're stuffing their tummy with the pizza. Okay, that you so as long them. as they have
0: pizza <laughs> and drinks, maybe maybe we'll kick you later and yeah. it later. We'll watch you later. So you're basically, almost at the goal. Yeah. So long story short, I actually urge people to basically help you and yes, support you. I'm you. sure you get the 250. If not, it'd yes. be great to go above and beyond. I want to hook you up with Shona as well. Okay. Thank um, I know you. that we're going to be wrapping up in a few minutes. Question mm-hmm. for you: What is the m- major message basically you want to give to your fans? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll probably cut this out as a clip like what is people listen to you whether it's some positive you know manifestation basically affirmations like Mm -hmm. anything you want to share you know basically what's the one message that to help people or society because you work really hard you're dedicated for making things happen which i love about you and i actually i gravitate towards people you know that basically are making a difference in the community i actually Mm want to be involved in every nonprofit that's out there because I want right. to be able to it's have the like resources to refer you, you to. You wish you could multiply
1: yourself. Like
0: <laughs> I, I just want to be able to, like, like right now, I'm like Project for Humanity. I mean, I, I uh-huh. gained a relationship over the last six months or Novum U, Hope for Prisoners. I mean, there's a lot of programs that are out there, United Way, Two One One, PBS. You know, uh-huh. I want to be able to be that person. One of the jokes is like I'm a cop doing traffic control, but saying, hey, you go here. You go to this nonprofit. You, know? yeah. you call this lawyer. You call this, you know, and I'm trying to help people. And I just enjoy doing it in general. So what is the one thing that you want to share with your fans?
1: Um, I think that uh, there's a lot of things I wish I could share with people, but I'll summarize it a little. Okay. Um, you are entirely up to you, right? Your past situation, your current situation does not define who you are or who you are going to be in the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, nobody, nobody has the power to tell you what you can or can't do, right? When there's that fear creeping up, you know, up your, you know, up your back, like when the, when there's fear there. That's when you have to jump all in, David. Don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of it. Not knowing all the answers is the best part of the journey, Mm -hmm. right? Just, Just go with it. Just go with the flow, roll with the punches. And what you think about expands. And what I mean by that, David, you think about gratitude, you're gonna bring about more of that into your life. What you think about expands. So choose very carefully what you think about, okay? Um, and come from a place of love and gratitude and the rest is going to be, the rest is going to work itself out. So just be fearless. fearless. So it's
0: kind of jump to jump into it and just be, you never know where it's going to lead you to in general.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there anything else that I missed here today in general? I know we covered a lot of different topics. The bottom line is that if someone wants to get in touch with you, Esme, uh, what is your number? Where are you located? you 24-7, I know. <laughs> I'm going to test you out <laughs> tonight two, at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning when my baby wakes up. I'm like, let me see if Esme really is available. Uh,
1: that's a problem solver. That's a problem solver. I, I have I'm, to be in bed. <laughs>
0: I'm 24. I'll text you. You wake up 4.30. You yeah. call, you can call back
1: I'll, I'll respond at 4.31. <laughs>
0: What's your information for the viewers and the listeners basically that want to get in touch with you to so help with real estate?
1: I want to go ahead and share also um, GFL Capital, his phone number. Um, you had asked for it earlier. Yeah, please. Um, so his name is Danny Velasquez. And let me go ahead and get his phone number. You already stated his, uh, e- his address, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. So his phone number is going to be uh, 702... 901
0: 901.
1: 3525.
0: 3525.
1: 3525. 702
0: 901 3525. And your information for
1: the viewers? So, my information, um, I can be reached at 702 703 9542. 9542. I can't speak to anymore apparently. 702 703 9542. You can find me on social media as Esmeralda Vieira, Realtor, or on Instagram at Esmas Vegas. So, that's, uh, I'm here. You know, even if it's just a question, like there is no dumb question when it comes to real estate, and don't be scared to reach out. I'm here to just as a resource.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you, And I want to have you back on the show. I'd like for you maybe to be a, um, like a, a, a guest host, basically to jump on with me when we have some different people here on the show. Yeah, let's do future. it. If so you have time, I know you're busy. Um, but I'd love to do that in the future. So thank you so much for joining.
1: Absolutely. No, thank you.
0: So, so every single week, basically, the Problem Solver, basically myself, Dave Coleman, and other Problem Solver, just mm-hmm. like Esme here, basically are helping people with different problems, whether it's real estate, someone gets mm-hmm. into an accident, they're injured, they get arrested, whatever the problem may be, uh, please contact me. I can be reached at 702-400-7474. We also have, just real quickly, if you're watching on the screen, we're going to have the problem Vegas, which is basically an app. And basically, with that app, you can basically go online, Fill in some information. Forward it to the right problem solver, whether it's Esme for real estate, for a mortgage Mm -hmm. agent, um, her friend as well. So, uh, again, thank you so much for joining the show. Be safe, and we'll see you next week.